Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Recorded live. I've got a skill.
our strength, our redeemer, our very present help in a time of trouble, our way maker, our sustainer, our supplier, our prayer, our protector. God is our everything. The more you find out about our God, the more you will find out that he is doing to you, through you, and for you. We serve a mighty good God today who deserves to be worshipped. He deserves to be praised. He deserves to be lifted up. For those of you that have been worshipping with us here at the Christian Center, you know we are working on our most recent topic entitled, God Will Often Show You Some Things before he will tell you some things. God will often show you some things. Um, You know, one of the things even scientists agree on is that people have different learning styles. You have auditory learners, people who learn best by hearing a thing. You have visual learners, people who learn best by seeing a thing. You have kinesthetically learners, people who learn best by touching a thing. People learn in many different ways. Ways Well, God is the greatest teacher that has ever or will ever be. He uses various teaching styles and teaching methods to get his word and his will across. Uh, God wants you and I to get it. Whatever has to, to be done so that we get the message, so that we get an understanding. The Bible even in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7, uh, from the New International Version, that though it may cost all you have, get an understanding. So God, as much as he wants you and I to get an understanding, he wants you and I to be willing to do whatever we have to do in order for us to get an understanding. One of the most important things you will ever do in your life, child of God, is get an understanding of the word uh, and the will of God. For without an understanding of the word of God, you cannot walk in the wisdom of the word of God. And the wisdom of the word of God is simply doing what God has said. Well, God wants you to understand. He wants me to understand why we are doing what we are doing. This is what studying will help us to do. Uh, We looked at capital A in our outline. Do you see? This is a question that God uh, has often asked to his people throughout various generations. Uh, We looked at 1 Kings 20, verse 13, 1 Samuel 17, verse 25. We looked at capital B in our outline, uh, Hazael's. Now, Hazael uh, are symbolic of individuals that are destined to do very, very terrible things. Understand that you're going to meet some Hazael's in your life, in your walk with God, in your church, in your community. There's going to be some Hazael's. We looked at 2 Kings chapter 8, verse 13. We looked at Matthew chapter 26, verse 25. And it brought us down to capital C in our outline. What do you see? What do you see? Very important question God often asks many of his prophets in the Old Testament, Amos, Jeremiah, uh, so many of the prophets, God would 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 have some kind of uh, visual symbol or visual uh, statement that he would make, and he would ask his prophets, "What do you see?" We looked at Jeremiah chapter one and verse thirteen, and we're going to look today at Amos chapter eight, verse two. Let's get ready for God to bless us all. Very good. In Jesus' name. Amos chapter 1, 8 and verse 2. From the New International Version, Book of Amos, 
chapter 8, with a very special focus to what do you see, Amos? The Lord asked. Amos replied, a basket of ripe fruit. Then the Lord said, to time ripe for my people Israel. Spare them no longer. Amos chapter 8 Verse 2 from the New International Version. God asked, what do you see, Amos? A basket of ripe fruit, Amos answered. Then the Lord said to me, time is ripe. For my people, Israel, I will spare them no longer. Capital C, what? See, let us pray. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, thank you, Father day that you have created, you have so graciously allowed to from last night leave you blessed us with physical as well as spiritual, Father. We gather in the name of your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, to worship you told us in your word that where two or three are gathered together in your name, that you will be in the midst. We thank you, Father, that we don't need a crowd. We thank you, Father, that we don't need people that like us. We thank you, Father, that we don't need an amen corner. We thank you, Father, that all we need in order to have you in our midst is to be gathered together, two or three of us, in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ that you will show you mighty in our midst today. Speak for your servants, your children, during Father, in large numbers throughout the four corners of the earth that they may hear words for this dispensation. Pray, Father, that through this broadcast, the elect will be better equipped for works of service. We pray, Father, that through this broadcast, those who do not know Jesus and the pardon of their sin, they will be convicted and converted uh, through and by your word. Father, we ask that all that is said and done in our midst today, let your name, which is above all other names, Gain all the glory, the honor, and the praise. This is our prayer. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen and amen. Capital C, again, what you see. What do you see? Now, one of the things the Lord is immediately placing in mind for his people. God says, Robert, my people need to hear it. Here it is. There is time... My grace for people, my mercy for a people runs out. Just keep that in mind. There's a time. There's a time. Some of you all saying, Apostle, that sounds contradictory. No, you've got to listen closely to what God is saying. That his grace and his mercy for a people run out. Not that his grace has run out. Not. But for a people, there is a time when it can run out. You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get us to understand? In other words, God has a set time and a appointed time, an appointed season, where it is no longer time for him to display mercy. It is no longer time for him to display it is no longer time to display compassion, but it is time for him to display his wrath. It is time for him to display his displeasure. It is time for him to please he has been with what men and women have been doing. You say, Apostle, we need some scripture. Sure, my brother and sister, that's why. To give you scripture 
concerning the revelation or the revealed word of God. When Jesus came the very first time, who was God, wrapped up in the likeness of sinful man, he came and displayed the compassion of God, the long-suffering of God. He came and allowed himself to be slapped around by sinful men. He came and allowed himself to be hung on a cross by what? Sinful men. He came and allowed himself to be pierced in the side by what? Sin. He came and allowed himself to crown of thorns stuck on his head by sinful men. He allowed himself to be hated and excluded and insulted and, and rejected all at the hands of men. Why? He died at the hands of sinful men. Why? That you and I might have a right to eternal life. Oh, we all know that side of the story. You say, Apostle, you're not telling us anything that we haven't heard. You haven't telling us anything that we haven't learned in Sunday school and in churches all our life. I'm sure I haven't. But I want to let you to know something you might not know. That when Christ fully for time's sake this evening, but it relates to the end of the he will be that he will be uh, uh he will of the future of the rice instead of coming the first to chash the mercy of God when Christ returns he will be set out out of with to strike the nineteen verse to save you. The same word of God that would had you obeyed it, it would have brought you into a fellowship forget it would have gotten your life saved to say but you rejected this word but now this word not will you this same word that is God will you straight to hell out of his this time will come a shot with which to strike down the nations you say apostle what are you trying to get us to understand God's word save you or God's word condemn you depending on how you respond to it. God's word can lift you up or God's word can throw you down, depending on what, how you respond to it. God's word can bless you. God's word can curse you, depending on how you respond to it. There are some of you under the sound of my voice, yeah, and God says it's about teaching. That, that God has, is, is really using is that there are some of you under the sound of my voice that there have been blessings that have come into your life as a result of sitting up under the apostles' teaching. God says it so. Oh, some of you are, oh, how you say that? Just like a math teacher can say what the math books say, or a history teacher can say what the history books say, I can say, ah, tell me to say. So the word, you say, Apostle, will get us to understand what the life depends on the treatment of the word.
Prince of Darkness, make it plain for my people, Robert. Make it plain. Until one of my Tell him and tell him well. My God says my word will hurt See, see, and I just parable for him. But love, I don't not understand that. In other words, that's, that if you try then you use it well, okay. Double-edged it penetrates even to the divine. I did of soul and Joints and marrow, it judges the and creates in his own and we more. Well, so it is with the word of God. Look the word. And that gem is not gonna do you any good if all you're doing is looking at it. Food, natural food is not gonna do your physical body any good if all you do is looking at it. I mean you man, you can cut out the best pictures of a steak, man, you done got you done went in the back got the best pictures of and now you got them up on your wall in your room just looking at them. You'll sit right there and starve to death. Looking at good food. Some of you all on the sound of my voice, you'll starve to death just looking at the word. You got to take it in. Just like good food, you got to eat it. You got to digest it. You got to get it down in your system. So it is with the word of God. You got to eat it. You got to digest it. Take the nutrients out of God's word so that it can it can give your body it can give your body vitality. And give your life. Don't cough and go to the drugstore and buy. You a good, good bottle called syrup, still coughing.
Take the boxer up. Still. Got the cough. Medicine on the spot. Talk time. Cough for your call. You shall pass the waste. And that is. You'll find that your credit will stay in a mess till you take take daily here at Christian Center. Some of you will want during early on before you went back I can check the script gave you Why go day? Who were the early? Oh, in fact, that was where that come from, Apostle? Every day. That's too much. I said, look, I told people they told come in this after this. Verse 46. He opened By this, every day, it was people by meeting in the God group for the benefit day. Yeah, come against Jesus two thousand years ago. What you doing right today is what you would have been doing two thousand years ago. If you are gathered and got yourself up under the apostles' teaching on a daily basis, allowing the word of God to to transform your mind, to transform your your thought process, and all of this, you would have been one of them that would have been up under the Apostle Paul and and Apostle two minutes ago. What? The son of a you don't You say, Apostle, what are you trying to get? That each one of but us is responsible. For the actions.
All right, Saints, we had some technical difficulties. So understand that you, uh, and see, this is why, you know, uh, it, it is very important for us to discern the times, to discern the times and, and to understand how and what is going on, not from our perspective, not from uh, how we see things or how we think about things, but understand how does God see things. Now, we're going back to our, our, our home scripture, Amos 8, verse 2. God asked Amos a question. He said, what do you see, Amos? He asked. A bag of ripe fruit, I answered. Then the Lord said to me, the time is ripe for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. Now, look at what's going on. To Amos, all he saw was what? A basket of ripe fruit. Now, what is it about ripe fruit? When well, a lot of times, when fruit is ripe, it will start falling. It will start falling off of trees. It will start doing all because it's ready. Fruit is ready. How many of you ever gotten a piece of fruit that wasn't ripe? Gotten a that wasn't ripe. Gotten a watermelon that wasn't ripe. It, well, it, 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 it's not the best. But when it's ripe, it's ready. God said, look, my people are, are ready for a beating. Now, understand that our, but God is, that's all God is saying is that God said, I'm not going to spare my people any longer. They have got themselves ripe. They have got themselves for a beating. Now, children of God, what we want to do is we want to avoid that kindness. We don't ever want to get ourselves ready so that God look at us and say, that boy, that girl, that man, that woman is ready for a beating. We want to avoid ripeness for a beating, ripeness, ripeness for the punishment of God. We want to keep ourselves in a position so that God keeps sparing us. I shared with you all earlier, there come a time when God's mercy and God's grace and God's compassion, all that kind of stuff, run out for a people. And now when God's mercy and grace and compassion run out for a people, not that it's run out of God, because these are eternal qualities, but God can sure get tired of, of people be doing. Why do you think God destroyed just about the whole earth in the days of Noah? Why do you think God destroyed just about everybody in more? Why do you think God destroyed about 20,000 of his people and one he committed morality in the days of Moses? He get tired of nonsense that people be presenting to him. God had been sparing his people. Go back to verse 1. This is what the sovereign Lord showed me, a basket of ripe fruit. Now, we're talking about God will often show you some things before he'll tell you some things. Now, if God doesn't explain to Amos exactly what that ripe fruit means, Amos might be thinking like Peter did in Acts chapter 10 when God showed him a, a, a sheet let down from heaven with all kind of creeping things, all kind of food items. And the Lord told Peter, kill and eat. Amos might have been thinking, all right, the Lord got me a fruit basket. The Lord got me something to, to munch on. God said, no, nah, this ain't about munching on anything. This is here. I'm getting ready to show you through this fruit basket what it, the people are looking like. Who would have known that this fruit basket of ripe fruit was representative of Israel's ripeness to get a beating if God did? You say, Apostle, what are you getting at? Whole children of God, until God start explaining stuff to us, we don't know what we're looking at. Or we don't know why we look until God explained to Amos what God showed Amos a basket of ripe fruit. And God asked him, What do you see, Amos? Amos answered, A basket of ripe fruit. That's what God showed him. That's what Amos answered. Amos didn't have any deeper revelation, any deeper understanding, any deeper insight. All he all God showed him. What he ran with. Well, God said, look, I'm going to take you a little deeper. <laughs> and see, guess what? That's why we gather. That's why we study God's word, so that God can take us a little deeper into what we're seeing in our news media, so that what can take us a little deeper as to what we're seeing in our politics, 
so God can take us a little deeper as to what we are seeing in our nation, so that God can take us a little deeper in what we are seeing in our culture. God said, Amos, I'm going to show you some things. God said, look, you see a basket of rice fruit. God said, I'm going to take you a little deeper as to the meaning of what you are seeing. Seeing what you're seeing and getting the meaning of what you are seeing are two different things. God said, yeah, it's a basket of ripe fruit. True. Then the Lord said to him, the time is right for my people Israel. I will spare them no longer. You say, Apostle, what you driving at? You want to position yourself. So you want to position yourself so that God will spare you a little longer on that job. See, I'm saying individuals position themselves. You want, watch this. You want to position yourself so that God will spare you a little longer in that marriage. You want to position yourself so that God will a little longer on, on earth in this life. We want to position it because God, now you keep doing this crazy stuff. Now you are right to be fired. Now you are right to be divorced. Now you are right to catch a disease. Now you are right to die. God be like, all right, now you're right. See, you just couldn't get right. You just wouldn't do right. So now you are right. You are, you, 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 are, you are ready. That attitude, God said, you are ready to lose that house. That attitude you got, God said, I'm just ready to lose that husband, to lose that wife. God said, you, you just That attitude, you keep right on. God said, you are just ready to die. God said, I'm not going to spare him any longer. God said, look, I've been tolerating. I've been putting up with some stuff out of these people. God said, I'm done with that. No, Lord, Lord we, 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 want, we want to position ourselves so that you will spare us a little longer. We want to position ourselves so that you will bless us a little longer. We want to position ourselves so that you will heal us one more time. We want to position ourselves so that we can be spared a little longer. God says in verse 3, in that day declares the sovereign Lord, the songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Many bodies flung everywhere. Silence. See, see. Well, now look at this now. God's saying, now, I'm going to show you exactly how this thing is going to go down. This is why, child of God, we want to worship God. We want to thank God. We want to praise God when things are going good. Because if we will continue to worship and thank and show appreciativeness to God when things are going good, God says, I can stretch that goodness out. I can make things keep going good. But God said, you start acting like a fool. You start presenting me all kind of crazy stuff. God said, what I'll do is I'll fix it up so that your songs in the temple will turn to wailing. Instead of singing, God said, you wouldn't sing praises to me when I gave you an opportunity. You wouldn't sing and glorify my name. You wouldn't sing and thank me for the good things that I did. God said, I'll fix it up. I'll turn your songs to sing. I'll turn your laughter to mourning. I'll turn your happiness to tears. God said, I can turn some things around. See, a lot of people talk about how God, God turned things around. Yeah, you need to understand, you know, that God, God can turn your situation around, child. God can take it. Yeah, yeah, he can. But he can also take a good situation and turn that around, too, if you don't, if you don't act like you're supposed to. Sure, God can take you from the, the dungeon like he did Joseph and have you second in command in all of, all of Egypt. Yeah, that's a beautiful story. We read about Joseph, how he was taken right out of the dungeon, shaved and given a new set of clothing and brought before Pharaoh. Pharaoh made him second in command in all Egypt. Beautiful story. But God said, Robert, also remind my people I can take you from second in command in all of Egypt and have you put in the dungeon too. God said, I can turn things around that way too. God said, the same way I can turn your life around for the good, God said, the same way I can turn your marriage around for the good, the same way I can turn your finances around for the good, turn them around and if you had to, you too. Well, let's keep that in mind. God says, I'll turn you, I'm going to turn your songs in the temple into wailing. Many, many bodies flung everywhere. God told my death. God talking about killing some people. God said, Robert, remind my people that I'm not above killing some people. God said, a lot of times that's how I had to get y'all's attention. Because a lot of times y'all keep right on. God said, that's how I got Adam's attention. 
soon as Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the Bible says, and God told him, in the day that you eat of it, you will surely die. As soon as Adam ate from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, he died. You say, Apostle, how? He walked around for another 900 and some years. Yeah, he did physically, but spiritually he was disconnected from God. Spiritually he was feeling things he had no business feeling. He was seeing things he had no business seeing. He had, a, he had comprehension of him he had no business having. He died instantly, just like God said. He was instantly disconnected from God. What do you see? A basket of ripe fruit? Okay. God says that's good that you can see that. Now let me tell you what this basket of ripe fruit means. It means that my people are ripe for judgment. You say, Apostle, what what this got to do with anything? That's what God told Amos. What is God telling you? What God is telling me is that the, the direction we are moving in as a country, as a nation, as a culture, moving ourselves step by step with the quickness towards a ripeness for judgment. Just as in Amos' day, the people weren't moving toward ripeness for judgment. The people had already arrived. I'm here to let you to know, America, that we are moving headlong for ripeness of judgment by our Creator. God said, I'm getting ready to change some things up very, very seriously around here. Set it in Amos' day. Songs in the temple will turn to wailing. See, understand this out there under the sound of my voice. Children of God, we as the United States, now I've been to various, various countries around the world, all over Europe, all over the all over Africa, all over, you know, Central America. Listen, if there was ever a people that ought to be radically praising God, radically thanking God, radically glorifying God and, and, and giving it up, it should be us. As blessed as we are here. But the tragic thing is that the adversary has thrown a blindfold over many of the eyes of, of people here. And instead of thanking God, we're doing more complaining. Instead of appreciating what God has done, we now we want to kick. Instead of trying to live as holy and as pure as we possibly can in this country, we want to go, uh, 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 girls going wild, guys going wild. We're we just going in the wrong direction. Just as in the days of Amos. The people had positioned themselves and made themselves right for judgment. God is letting, letting his prophets today know that we are positioning ourselves, this generation, this culture, this dispensation, to be with the same. What do you see? What do you see? Now, the average person today will be able to see that. It took a special revelation from God. Even Amos didn't see it without a special revelation from God. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? That these pastors and prophets and whatever they're calling themselves running around, different ones, I'm not saying that you know, you know, anybody is not, but what I'm saying is this, that until God gives a revelation to the, the, the spiritual leadership of this country in regards to what he's going to do, a lot of people are not going to see it. A lot of people are not going to be looking right at stuff and not understanding the significance of what they're looking at. Amos looked right at a basket right for fruit. But, but it wasn't until God took him a little deeper that he understood that this basket right for fruit means that God is getting ready, that God's patience and God's uh, compassion and God's mercy, that all of that was running out for these people. Now God was about to bring his wrath. Hear this, verse 4. You who trample the needy and do away with the land. Verse 5, saying, when will the new moon be over that we may sell grain and the Sabbath ended that we may market wheat? Skimping the measure, boosting the price, cheating with dishonest scale. Children of God, does this sound familiar? So you need to understand that human behavior, if you don't learn from it, if people don't learn from it, and make lasting changes, they'll repeat it. Same thing is going on. Okay, you say, Apostle, explain this to us. Okay. The question was being asked in verse 5, when is the moon going to be over? Now, during the new moon, they couldn't be selling, they couldn't be selling the grain. You know, when during the Sabbath, you know, they, 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 they couldn't uh, be selling, they couldn't be doing work and selling. Now, all the people want to know is when it was going to be over. 
so that they could start selling? When was the Sabbath going to be over so that they could start selling, uh, uh, they could start marketing wheat? They were skimping the measure. In other words, make giving people less for their buck, less for their dollar. Some of the same stuff that's you know, I remember a certain time, I remember years ago, there were certain, many, many years ago, there were burger restaurants. That when you bought one of their big burgers, the big, uh, the big burger, you couldn't harvest it. Now, you, now, you can finish about two of them. Why? Because they've gotten so much smaller, so much smaller. Well, what were they doing in, in Amos's day? They were skimping on the measure, boosting the price. Boosting the price. Look at how the price of stuff has gone up. I came back from Africa one time, Saints Day, and they picked me up in, a, in Atlanta. I looked up, and the price of gasoline was almost $5 a gallon. I was like, what in the world is going on around here? Called price boosting. Same thing the individuals were doing thousands of years ago. I can remember when dollar was about 50 cents a gallon. Come back and here, come back one time and looked up at a thing. It was about $5. What is happening? Price boosting, cheating with dishonest scales, all of this stuff that individuals were doing in Amos' day that had them right for judgment, individuals are doing today that are, that are leading to another ripe judgment. And when God has his feel of the nonsense that we are presenting to him and that we are uh, giving to him and doing in front, then judgment's going to come. The time to try to get God to stop the judgment is not after he has started it. That's late. The time to try and get God to stop the judgment is before he ever gets started. Time to stop a heart attack is before you have one. Let's keep our weight down. Let's eat the right food Let's let it, before we even have it. I was out with a friend of mine just yesterday. He got problems, had some problems with high blood pressure. Took him to a restaurant. Can he come back sitting down, load food, loaded all up with bacon? I'm like, man, what in the world are you doing? You know you got a problem with high blood pressure. Don't nothing about high blood pressure and a big old plate full of bacon. Go. He's like, man, Pastor, thank you, thank you for reminding me of that. Time to stop the heart attack is not after all of a sudden your chest done tightened up and you can't hardly breathe and you done fell out. The time to stop it is before. That's when we want to work on stopping a heart attack. That's when we want to work on stopping a stroke. That's when we want to work on stopping diabetes before. Time to work on stopping God's judgment is not after he has got it going or got it started. It's before. What do you see? What do you see? Bless you. Children of God and heaven continue to smile on you. Since you can reach us through email at thechristensoundchurch at gmail.com. Check out our website at www.ourchurch.com backslash member backslash backslash tccc. Feel free to join us on TalkShoe's recast YouTube and iTunes at 9 a.m. 7 p.m. daily. On TalkShoe, call 724-444-7444 and try D17959. I'll spreecast, type in Robert Bryant on YouTube and the Christmas Center Church channel. You can see excerpts of Apostle Robert Bryant. Donations should be sent by using the donation button on the church website or our talk show homepage. God bless you. Heaven's In Jesus' name, amen. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.